T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney. Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney, Pete Sweeney. It is time to talk to our Chiefs Insider, Pete Sweeney, presented by FanDuel, America's number one sports book, the official sports book of 610 Sports Radio. Good morning, Pete. Uh, you you reside on the Missouri side, so we thought it was perfect for you to still be allowed to join us today. What's up, homies? Just hanging back. Oh gosh. Uh-huh. No, I'm just kidding. I'm yeah. at Arrowhead Stadium. Why are you? Why are you kidding? What's wrong with it? Would have been perfectly fine, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> Don't shame people. Final, final day at uh, Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, we have uh, media today, and then we will not be back here until the preseason in August. So That's it's, crazy. Uh, to think it's, about. A, it's a it's a closing of the stadium in a, in a sense today. In listening to Andy Reid the last couple of days, I know he talks a little bit more. So some of these stories come up. He seemed way more sentimental about his time with Frank Clark and the rookie players this year than even like the Philly stuff. You know, Pete, when I listened to him, the Frank Clark stuff really stands out to me. Like, I feel like they could have easily just walked, written him off, given up on Frank, right? And been like, yeah, we're good. We'll find a different pass rusher. This isn't going to work out. As much as they stuck with him, they're obvious it's paying huge dividends. Yeah, and and you know you think about players in this recent history of the Chiefs that have performed in the playoffs, and you're always con- considering the contract questions. And a, a couple guys really come to mind: Frank Clark being one of them, Sammy Watkins now being another. Yeah. And then just go to last Sunday, I'm sure there were some people being like, "Hey, you know, did we really need Marquez Valdez Scantling?" And when you have a playoff performance like that, yeah you may be paying him for the whole year, but that's worth it. I mean, he was a reliable player for the chiefs probably didn't live up to necessarily the expectations we were thinking in the off season, but then you have an AFC title game like that and you win the AFC title. And a big reason is because of a player like that. He, he's just another one. And then getting just back to the, the Clark stuff, people don't realize just how close Andy Reid is to all of these players. And, and some of the things that go into being a head coach, I mean, your door is knocked on, the entire day when you're you're a head coach and you're responsible for taking care of not only the players but your coaches and your staff and yeah Andy Reid does a, a good job in, in making sure that each and every member of the organization feels important Frank Clark included and you could see how much Andy Reid meant to him. Pete, you've covered Andy for a while in his time as a head coach here in, in Kansas City, and I know he's going to downplay the Philadelphia stuff. And but for him to go up against the Eagles, like how, how much do you think that actually does? 
motivate or, or mean to him or, or matter, frankly, in this whole scenario as well, going up against a, a city that he spent 14 years at. Hate to give Nick a, a task here, but if you could pull up the first time the Chiefs beat the Eagles since he came to Kansas City and how he yells at Sal Palantonio, who <laughs> told him that he would never have a head coaching job in the NFL ever again. And leading up to that week, he called it just any other game. I, I think I know it's a long time ago, but that gives you a little bit of a glimpse into what this win would mean for Andy Reid. Andy Reid can't go into the Andy Reid Bowl and lose the Andy Reid Bowl. And I, I think he understands what this means for his legacy, although he will never say that at the podium, never try to make a game you know, any bigger than it is. But I, I think he truly has an understanding of, okay, uh, it's going to be all eyes on me to an extent. And this is, this is history. I mean, Andy Reid is a, a big, big proponent of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and winning a, a game against his former team, a franchise that he helped build, would just be another footnote in a, a long legacy of, of Andy Reid. So, yeah, I, I don't think we'll hear much about that, but it, it's certainly something that is going to matter to him, yes. And because, yeah, no, no coach, right? I, mean, I think five coaches have been to Super Bowls with multiple teams, but no, no coach, correct, has won a Super Bowl with two different teams. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, 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 I believe that that is correct. Usually when you have these historic head coaches, they're doing it with one team. The, the one franchise. Yeah, and, and it's hard to build a program, hard to trust more than one owner. You know, usually when something works out, that, that's a career head coach, but uh, it just goes to show, you know, we were talking about the, the Reed and, and Clark thing and, and being malleable for multiple personalities that's tough to do even with with ownership and Andy Reid has managed to do that now with two owners when you look at the, what's going to actually take to win this game Pete I know those conversations are reserved for next week as well but I think Orlando Brown Jr. has what I had to call his Chris Jones game show up and be the best player on the offensive line and have your best game of your career for the Chiefs or for anybody because the Eagles defensive line is great and you want a bunch of money, and you'd like that money to be with a winning organization, and you want it to be at left tackle, to me, this is his Chris Jones moment. Show up and be the best player. I mean, I, I don't know how many people are, are are thinking about this, but in a scenario where the Chiefs can't win, just as long as they don't allow a sack and we get to see Alex running around somewhere in Kansas City <laughs> in the nude, I think yeah. that's the main thing we're looking at. But, yeah, no, I think Orlando Brown's play is, is key. And I, I think if Orlando Brown Jr. has a good game, and I, you know, kind of going back to that Alex jokes aside, uh, just protecting Patrick Mahomes, I, I think there's two things. If, if they allow minimal sacks and Mahomes is allowed to work and you don't have to worry about the re-injury of a, a high ankle sprain, and you combine that with them simply taking care of the football. No interceptions, no fumbles from Isaiah Pacheco or Travis Kelsey you know, that we saw cost the Chiefs games uh, at times this year. Uh, then I, I think you're going to be in a really good position to win the football game. I, I've felt that way against anybody, and, I, and that, that becomes the Eagles included. I, I just don't think the Eagles have seen an opponent like the Chiefs or an opposing quarterback like the Chiefs. If you really bring up their schedule, sure, they have battered teams, but those teams are a lot weaker than, than they are, whereas I, I think the Chiefs have faced an up-and-coming contender in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know they're not considered there yet but it, like let's wait till next year and then of course the Cincinnati Bengals who were right there with the Chiefs now I, I think this is the second best team they're facing this playoffs uh you know I, I think maybe the Bengals would beat the the Eagles so you just keep in mind you take care of the football you have ball security you play a clean efficient game you should win I think that the advantages we're talking about with Reed it's like 
Jalen Hurts is only in his third year. He hasn't had to play in a big game in the NFL, in my opinion, because the two NFC games he played in weren't hard games, Pete. I mean, once Brock Purdy went back in that game and couldn't throw, that game was over. And Nick Sirianni's only a second-year head coach. Normally, that's where we would give a huge advantage to, oh, I don't know, the quarterbacks who played in the Super Bowl three times in the last four years and one of the single best coaches in NFL history. Yeah, and and a lot of what Jalen Hurts does and and what he's good at and and you could win like this is the the dual threat uh, of being able to throw it at any time and run it at every time and be able to sustain hits and he was at the podium yesterday and he was being honest about that shoulder not being 100 percent and he was asked to put a number on it and was unwilling to do so and so i just think that could hinder him in in maybe wanting to do some of the things what, that he does best in, in acting like a, a running back and taking those hits. And if the Chiefs are able to do to the Eagles what they were able to accomplish in the AFC title game, which was hitting Joe Burrow what, five, six, 10, 12 times, get to getting the five sacks, and you're testing that shoulder, which is legal. I'm not saying hit him dirty, but yeah, don't that. pull a Mike Florio, <laughs> man. People can be all <laughs> over you. Don't pull Florio, a Florio yeah. like a couple Super Bowls ago. No. No, but you know, <laughs> test them, bring them to the ground, and 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 you know that's part of the game too. I, I'm sure the Bengals came into last Sunday and said, let's make sure we're we're testing Patrick Mahomes, getting to him, you know, as much as possible. And I, I think that could could play a, a factor in it. I don't think this is a 100% Jalen Hurts. If this was a fresh Jalen Hurts, maybe it would be closer in, in my mind. I don't think either quarterback's 100%, right? I mean, you heard from Mahomes yesterday, and we know it's a couple more weeks removed from the high ankle sprain, but he's still not going to even be 100% either. No, although, I mean, you just, eye test-wise, you you look at how he performed in the AFC Championship, and then you, you know, you look toward, toward this game, and it's 14 days later, and I'm sure he's continuing... The treatment, and I just I feel like he is going to be closer to the Mahomes we know than he was last game. And I, I thought he was pretty damn close in the AFC title, and so I I know that it's annoying uh, a gap between the Super Bowl when you have this bye week. You're like, why can't we just get to this game? And I know everyone here in Kansas City is looking forward to it. People should be thrilled that there's a bye week this year because not only Mahomes, but there's just a laundry list of important players that are currently injured that can really use that extra week. And I think the Chiefs will be a lot closer to 100%. In the Super Bowl stands, of course, McCole Hardman, who we don't think will play. Yeah, that, that seems fairly obvious based on the way Andy Reid was talking that McCole won't play. It, I guess, how do you remember his time? Like, if this is the last game, if the AFC title game is the last game he played in Kansas City, what is the McCole Hardman era down to, Pete? Yeah, I, I think I know that I'm giving you multiple words here, but I, I think because I saw the C dot tweet yesterday, but, uh, we can have multiple words in this show. Full sentences, even if you want, I don't care. Okay, here's my full <laughs> sentence on the call, Harden. I just think he was dealt a bad hand. I I think that a lot of the the reason he was chosen as high as he was, and among other wide receivers, which has been one of the complaints this entire time is because he was a, a close comparison or as close as you could get to what Tyreek Hill brings to the table. And the Chiefs were building their offense through Kelsey and Hill and then not knowing if Hill would play another game in the NFL at the time or you know that year. And then all of a sudden Hill was back, zero games, all the off-the-field stuff. And McCole Hardman took a back seat then, and, and Hill 
developed and further developed into one of the top wide receivers in the, in the game. And then all of a sudden, wow, the trade happens. You know, finally, this is the time. We, we can finally lean into McCole Hardman and see what he can do. No, nope, uh, we're just going to get the guy that stretches the field from Green Bay, and we're going to bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, a reliable possession receiver. We're going to draft a receiver that will lead into your snaps. We're going to bring in a guy, Justin Watson, off the street, who's going to cut into some of your would-be receptions. Uh, you know, you, you're going to bring in a Kadarius Tony midseason, and by the way, you're going to miss half the year because of an injury. It's been a bad hand. And I think if you're a McCall Hardman fan out there, you'd like to see the Chiefs find a way to just give him one more shot at this and, you know, what would be a, a one-year deal. And sometimes guys will take those deals and we'll see how the Chiefs value him. I, I think it's a, a question of, okay, uh, does it make sense? Does the player want to want to be here? Uh, a lot of questions to be asked surrounding McCall Hardman, but I, I, I think he's a, a talented player, could probably be a number two somewhere i just don't know if that's going to be in kansas city moving forward the other player clyde edwards alaire we know he's practicing he's still not been active ever since he he got hurt much earlier on in the season and now when we've seen what pacheco's done we see what mckinnon has been able to do like barring something terrible happening next week at a practice like i i don't think clyde's playing in the super bowl right well i i think you got to watch what happens with mccall hardman because you could put him on ir and that opens up another spot on the chiefs now would that go to Clyde? I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I I think he is a a player that is due, in my opinion, for a change of scenery. Maybe in 2024. I know that he's got another year, but um, it, you know, I I don't think even if you, I think if you see him activated, I don't think it's going to be to play a major role in this game. You know, I think it'll be in a, a role of, and it's weird to say this, but maybe if Rojo and his gets hurt in one of his snaps that he gets, you know, maybe you have five there, right? It would take a, I think it would take a few ailments to, to get him going because I, Andy does have this tendency of when things are going well, you know, we're not going to to rattle anything like, you know, that's why even as much as people we're wanting to see Lucas Niang or Prince Tego and Nogo replace Andrew Wiley. It's like, no, the Chiefs were busy winning 14 games, and so you don't really mess with that along the offensive line. I, I kind of feel like that about the running back rotation at this stage. It's just too good at this point. Like, I would be frustrated, I think, if they even tried to mess with it. That goes back to the McColl thing, too. The reason why I'm not worried he's out of the game, even though I was hopeful he would come back earlier in the season because I thought they used him in the red zone well and he had a defined role that worked, Pete, is they learned to play without him. They just gave the ball to Jarek McKinnon a bunch in the red zone, and they got Jody Fortson back. Like, to me, they still have options inside the red zone where I thought McCall Hardman might have been the most productive. Yeah, and and I, I think the good news is, too, is, you know, you look at the guys that are injured on offense and Juju and, and, and uh, Kadarius, and even though they were out of practice yesterday, we went out to the media look and they were watching from the, the sideline. You didn't see McColl out there because I, I just think at this stage, it's it's going to be tough. I know that Garrett, Mike Garofalo of NFL Network has kind of clarified a little bit as a core muscle injury. He looked pretty banged up and, and a lot of pain after the game, after they won the, the championship game. So don't, don't expect to see him, but I, I think you will have a full receiver room. Dustin Watson's been back to practice. You got Jujisman Schuster, who Andy Reid has said, good bet that he returns to practice once they get to Arizona. And we're feeling good about Kadarius Tony because Reid was forthcoming and saying that he was close as well. And so you're going to be as close to 100% as possible on Sunday. I even feel that way about Legarius Sneed, who we, we spotted warming up. That means that he's likely at least in phase two of the five-step phases to come back from concussion protocol. So 
Chiefs are in good shape, and, and they're fortunate this time. Um, I guess every year you could say they're fortunate to have this bye week to, to get healthy. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider from Arrowhead Pride. Of course, great work throughout the season. Plenty of great work coming your way for Super Bowl week as well. Appreciate it, Pete. We'll see you next week. All right. See you guys in AZ. There you go. That's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Of course, he's presented by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, the, the Clyde part, I mean, other than somebody getting hurt, I just don't see the – I think we're all on the same page. See the reason why you would have Clyde in the mix. Comes I mean, things up. Just, like, yeah, I mean, there's no – I mean, I don't, even, I, don't, I don't even want to pro- throw out the bad juju out there as far as, like, what would have to happen for me to actually be talked into him having a role. I mean, it, w- it would take something terrible happening out of practice next week. So I don't even want to don't even want to think about don't that. Don't want to bring that into this world? Yeah, we don't need to do that. Yeah, that's I, I don't think we, we, need, we, we need to do that whatsoever. But um, – as far as change of scenery, like to me, you don't just cut him though in the offseason. You at least get try to get a fifth or sixth round pick if that's the route they choose to go. I'll just remind if people. If someone will give it to you, sure, but he's going to be I, the 15th highest paid running back in the we've NFL next year. Yeah, so. like we, we've talked about the number over and over. I, I, I just remind people who's under contract next year. Right now, it is Isaiah Pacheco at running back, and that is the list. So, like, we have this assumption, like, automatically Jarek's back next year. Yeah, if you tell me Pacheco and Jarek are both back next year, then yeah. But if it's just make, like, McKinnon, it's not a hundred percent thing that he's bad. Yeah, there's just always some like veteran dude, like Rojo. I have to assume anything. I mean, it's the single greatest running back free agent class of all time. There'll be running backs available. Yeah, but they're not gonna be cheap. I don't want to. I don't want to spend. I don't want to spend a ton of money on anybody. Like somebody's gonna overpay. Well, I don't want to spend a ton of money on Clyde. That's it's the person who costs do- a ton of money. It's three million dollars. Not a ton of money. You're not giving multiple years to him. It's three million for one year, Cody. A free agent running back is gonna to be less multiple, than that. Multiple or years. The same. No, man, dude. Free agent running backs are nothing. They don't yeah, cost you anything. You can't tell me it's this great free agent running back class, and then tell me the ones that you want are like. Then, then tell me that you don't want. What makes the free agent running back class great is that there's there's a bunch of great running backs. Not that you can get a bunch of cheap. Well, veterans have been I'm telling for you, five years. It's absolutely both. Running backs do not cost money. That's why Clyde next year will be at only three or four million dollars, the fifteenth highest right. paid running back for in the NFL. One year, though, man, yeah, I'm I not think... signing a multi-year deal for a running back next year. I don't think you have to. I think there'll be plenty of any good of the top backs. five names you would. Yeah, I don't want those. Well, names. Then, let's, want... then let's not talk about how great of a running back class it is. And if we're going to get the guys that we're talking about, they would be available oh, no. anyway. That's I think that I'm impacts saying. the rest of the market, though. When those guys are available, the guys below them, the ones the Chiefs would be interested in signing, they're cheaper too. Yeah, we'll see how it all plays out this this offseason. They certainly have to make a decision one way or the other on, on Clyde, whether it's trade, whether it's cut, or whatever it may be. But they, as of right this second, they will have one running back on the depth chart once the season ends, and and that that would be the case if they move on from Clyde. It would just be one. All right, we'll get to the, the uh, trash of the day coming up in about six minutes or so. Reminder, we're also going to head out to Arrowhead at noon today. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes, a couple other Chiefs players as well right here on your official broadcast part for the Chiefs 610 Sports Radio. Of course, a lot of the national shows talking about uh, who potentially is going to win the Super Bowl and who's picking who and who believes in one team or the other. We know during the AFC title game, uh, just about 95% of the national media seemingly was picking Cincinnati. Like, that was pretty much... Oh, yeah. Across the board. And Mahomes noticed. He did because he was on First Things First yesterday with uh, Nick Wright. And this is what Mahomes had to say about people picking against them. Yeah, no, no. I said five. I said five percent of people picked us. You were in that five percent. Okay. <laughs> but uh, other, than, other than you and a few select people, I think uh, across some networks, I think uh, a lot of people had the Bengals. I saw the pictures where it was like eight Bengals pictures and then the Chiefs as a one. Um, so, uh, I knew not a lot of people picked this, but I think the guys responded the right way and we were able to get the win. I get the feeling that's going to happen again 
Uh, it feels week, like it's kind of happening. I mean, I, I saw a chart. Now, this is not the media. This is the the public, if you will. But there was a chart DraftKings put out last night of by, out of legal markets that have legal sports wagering. The only state that has got more money on the Chiefs than the Eagles is, not surprisingly, Kansas. Every other legal sports betting market, more money from the public is being behind the, the Philadelphia Eagles. So it gives you an idea. I mean, the Eagles are, are, are still favorites right now. I, I still think, I said it last night, if you are thinking about betting on the Chiefs, you should bet on them right now because I still think this time next week, next Friday, the Chiefs will be a pick them or a favorite by the time we get to the Super Bowl, though. I I feel right now the national media of it, which is what Mahomes is going to take, and obviously sees, when we see all the graphics from across the board, Fox Sports, ESPN, Sports Illustrated, doesn't really matter, right? It'll be 70-30 Eagles. I think people are a bigger believer in theirs because because of the one tangible thing you can figure out. The Eagles have the better roster. We've talked about that, right? We think that they have a more talented roster, one through 53. But then I start going through, like, Hall of Famers in important positions, and I start feeling a little bit different about it. Like, I know that top-end talent can't always carry you, and that's not going to be the single deciding factor in these things. But the Chiefs have largely been discounted a majority of the season. Nobody thinks, not nobody, but... For the most part, there are plenty of people who didn't think that they were going to end up at this point. So when they get to this point, you stop believing a little bit. You're like, ah, they're going to lose to Cincy because look how good Cincinnati is. You said that they were the team playing the best or was the best team in the AFC going into it. It doesn't mean you can't beat the team. Yeah, we talked doesn't about mean that. that you, yeah. It doesn't mean you take that back just because the Chiefs beat them. You both huh. predicted the Chiefs to win and said Cincinnati was the better team in the AFC mm-hmm. at this moment. I think that's what's going to happen with Philly. People are going to tell themselves – the Eagles are the better team, so they're going to pick them. They're going to pick what they perceive to be the better team in this situation, and they keep doubting Mahomes. It made it even easier, though, last week, I think, from the media perspective, uh, because of the angle. That's why the graphics were like 8-2, to two, not, you know, 5-5 five, five or 6-4. <laughs> like, it was so lopsided to yeah. me because of the angle, right? Everybody was wondering what he would look like, and, and he, of course, when it mattered most, came up with the biggest play of the game that ultimately also led to a 15-yard penalty on the sideline, which people are still trying to do mental gymnastics around that play. It's, it's unbelievable. How many, it's weird. Uh, it's a man. Breakdowns. Really Am I going to do that thing? It's really weird. I think it's clear as day. Like I, I know we're in Kansas city, but I, I honestly don't get it. I really don't get how people think that Mahomes should not have, or Mahomes wasn't out of bounds or something. Mahomes it's yesterday insane. said that is the furthest I've yeah. ever been pushed out of bounds in my career. I don't get it. It's a weird. It's do you a think it was like kind of like? Do you obsession. think you know? There's a lot of conspiracies about the NFL being rigged and Ron Tolbert throwing the game. Do you think there's any chance that it was the whole thing was staged, kind of like the moon landing? Like the Mahomes really wasn't out of bounds. No, he I, was I, obviously I, out of bounds, and the moon uh, landing was real. They really went to the moon, Nick. I'll tell you, you know Nick, that. I'll tell you this: if they staged it, they did a hell of a job for watching it in person. They did a hell of a job making the sideline look real and not moving the sideline. <laughs> well, that's or anything. the it's thing. Pretty impressive. They Visual say, editing, dude. Yeah. Well, I mean, I saw it live. I mean, I saw it there in person. It's it was like he was the, out of bounds. You it's know? like the Spider-Man situation the where he's up against Jake Gyllenhaal. You know, he's using like the robots to make you think you're seeing things yeah, in reality. Well, when you think about VR and AI and <laughs> technology and computers and, lasers, and analytics and I just don't yeah, want any, any other they advanced can, words. It's, Come on. You'd be shocked at the type of things that they could pull off well that leads us into our trash of the day actually. trash of the day because have you guys been following this balloon story in the united states there's a chinese spy oh, here balloon, we go here we go a chinese spy balloon that's been floating over the united states for the last couple of days now the chinese have admitted it is from them however they're saying it is a civilian airship 
that is there for meteorological purposes huh. only. Hmm. So they this flew all just, the way from China? They claim that it got off path because of wind, and they have no way to steer it, and that they apologize. Do we forgive him? Let's let's take a, a quick a head count. Like, what's the end result here? Does it eventually just come to the ground on its own? And they just can't pop steer it. it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, pop well, it. The, the shoot US, it down. The U.S. military said they did discuss. They did discuss the idea of shooting it down. Just do opt, it. Who opt, cares? They opted against doing that. Dude, if you throw your ball over your neighbor's fence, which is what they're claiming, right? Or your frisbee gets stuck in their tree. They got a mean dog. That's it. Hey, people are saying if you go outside and look, you can look up north. You can see it. You, you could, but in Missouri, the sky's a little too hazy today, so you can't see it. Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh man, mm. I like that. I can, why. I'm, I'm pulling up the compass app on my phone to Dang. figure out which direction is north. <laughs> just shoot it down. What are we waiting for? Why are you just letting this thing float up there forever? Wow, that's like the least woke thing you've ever said. Who cares? Just shoot it. Like, what's the difference? You'd be like, oh, sorry, it was like a guy's thing. Like, again, if I accidentally flew my drone to China, I'd be like, hey, could you guys bring that back? It'd be great. I'm sorry that I accidentally flew it there, but do you mind? I no, they're just going to keep it. We're shoot it down or destroy it, it. As long as they for sure know what's actually in, that the balloon, like there's nothing harmful in the balloon itself, then yeah, then just get rid of it and move on. Just get, eventually, we're just going to let it float there forever. How big is this thing, by the way, that we can I all just see no it? It's the size of three buses, approximately. Oh, that's a pretty big balloon. You guys remember the story of Balloon Boy? I don't know, this was probably 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, we were in college, I think, and or high school, maybe. That was fast. I watched the live stream of that, like, not because... For those who don't know, Balloon Boy, this was, let me get the exact year. I think everybody remembers Balloon Boy, 2000, right? Well, yeah, maybe, absolutely. Yeah. 2000 and, uh, 2009, right? It was this helium-filled balloon, and it looked like a flying saucer. And they, they, they thought that there was a six-year-old boy in this device. They were all freaking out, obviously. Turns out there was nothing in there. It was kind of this hoax because this this dad was trying to get publicity for yeah, this idea or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, But that was crazy. That was Balloon Boy. So how many boys do we think are in this balloon? <laughs> well, six buses, man. I mean, it could be 20. Yeah, that's dozens. Could be 20. This is like Balloon Boy times times 60, 70 even. Like city buses or like a school bus? Difference in size. Say So northeast, we can go over to the other side of the building. Our window faces straight south, so we can go over to the other side of the building during the break and see if we can spot it. Okay. I mean, I'm willing to find out, I guess. I haven't. Have you looked up in the sky? I haven't. I haven't. You seem very uh, invested in this story. That's why I was asking if you've gone to the check sky. it out. I've just looked at the video stream where you know people with you know high you know telescopes or whatever have actually zoomed in enough to see it. Versus me, it would just look like a little speck. I feel like. Do they make telescopes that can video record now for like I would personal assume, use? I would. How cool so. would it be if I we shot it down so. and it just like. And candy just How starts cool. raining down on us. It's just a big pinata up there. You know what? But like, you know that like pinatas are always just full of like Smarties or some garbage candy. We'd be oh, so disappointed. I don't, I don't mind Dum Dums. If it's Dum Dums, I like rolls, a good Dum Dum. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, blow pops. But there's blow pops inside blow nerds. Pops. Nobody puts nobody puts dude, blow pops sometimes inside pinatas. Sometimes there's sometimes nerds. nerds. Sometimes That's there's the best nerds. candy that would be dude, in there. Though. If we shoot that thing down and the whole sky just fills with purple nerds, it'd be amazing. <laughs> And especially with how stoned all of Kansas Someone City is today. Maybe, <laughs> what's, maybe, better than, what's better than candy when you're high? Someone <laughs> says maybe it's a big game of Fortnite over the United States. If anybody's played Fortnite, you get the reference there. They're just, just going to oh, yeah. drop a bunch of people out. Good to go, Nick. Hmm. Big gamer. You are? Just come down and start looting. You are the youngest member of this show, so you should be the Fortnite player of the group. I played, I played Fortnite. Yeah, this is been You should be the Roblox guy of the group. Someone says it's over Montana. Are you guys high? Dude, 
Today is you can call in nine one three five eight six seven six. Are you? But only if you're high. That's it. Someone says balloon siding at Chipotle and Westport. <laughs> there you go. Wait, I can go be weed in Missouri? Yes, you can from the nine one three. Sounds like you already so be weed. Monday a lot. was the original day, but reports are some of the dispensaries yeah. have gotten approval today through their license to sell. So yeah, not all of them, but that's the story at least uh, today. Otherwise, Monday for everybody else. Yeah. Well, we'll be out of town by then. Well, it won't matter. So yeah. you got to take advantage today. Got to find People this. People also saying, Cody, yes, they do. You can attach your phone to a telescope, and then you can record it. Cody, will you get uncomfortably baked before the flight on Sunday? At 6 a.m.? Yeah. We're yeah. going to be up at 3.30 in the morning. My God. Do it. It's too early. I can't, I can't commit I'll give to- you a drink ticket, Cody, if you pop a few gummies before the flight. Yeah. Why would I need the drink ticket if I'm already just, uncomfortable? Just enjoy. You don't just have to do any twisted. work. You, you get the spins do- on the plane. Cody, you don't have to do any work until Monday, so you have all day Sunday to recover. I don't think that that's true. Yeah, I think it kind of is. We, we don't, don't work do- on the Lord's Day. <laughs> we have to, like, go plug in equipment. And- yeah, plug in uh, equipment. Do you hear fr- yourself? We got official text. This one, this doesn't get any more <laughs> official than this one. Someone says they listen to us every day at the Pentagon. They can't call us. <laughs> No, one, <laughs> no one's getting high in here. But I did see Casey Wolf in the hall once and high fived him. The, the hall of the Pentagon? Yes, that would be the most. I gotta be the Pentagon might be the most concerning place ever to have run into a mascot. You'd be like, this is a serious place of business. Why is there a giant <laughs> wolf here today? About, like any mascot, not just like not a lot of doobie rolling at the Pentagon, huh? <laughs> no, I feel like there's drug testing to work there. It'd be my guess. You think so? <laughs> you think so? Don't want to say for sure. They're not as lax. Uh, they're not as lax as uh, Odyssey is. No. Yeah, a lot. This spoil. Ninety percent of radio companies do not drug test. Like ninety. The industry wouldn't be able to survive. It was, there'd be some issues with some certain radio personalities. Not in this building, of course, but other buildings. You know. We're safe. That's the trash of the day, guys. Up next, the Chiefs Red Half Hour. We get back into one thing you won't have to worry about anymore if a Chiefs Super Bowl win happens. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold, every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour, brought to you by Greenway Ford. It's a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. Coming up in 25 minutes, we head out to Arrowhead, going to hear from Patrick Mahomes, also a couple other Chiefs players right here on 610 Sports Radio. It'll be the final time we hear from them before they hop on the charter plane for Phoenix Sunday afternoon. They'll land there Sunday afternoon. And then Monday night will be opening night. Uh, And it's back to the televised opening night. It's not, you know, a couple years ago when the Chiefs were in it against Tampa, it was kind of a weird setup. It was the COVID year, of course. And so it was virtual. Remember, we did these like virtual rooms we would go into and, and you could ask questions virtual uh, like virtually, kind of like Zoom. Well, now they're back to the the fun format, frankly, where it's like a big show and stage. It should and, be there. And there, I think there's about uh, eight to twelve players that'll be on these individual platforms or risers that you'll see on the TV broadcast. But then we'll be trying to we'll do some other video with some of the other players 
that'll that'll be walking around as well. And again, anybody who has asked, because there have been many texts and it's hard to respond to everybody. I know a lot of people said, hey, is the video stream making its way down to Arizona? It is. We kind of designed it to be mobile. So it's it should work with us to Rally House, right? So it should certainly work down there. So our plan is to take our entire video stream down there as well. Yeah, and let us know if you're making the trip out to Phoenix. I know many of you are. Uh, a lot of you wait until the weekend. But if you happen to be out there earlier, we are doing something. With, there's, a, there's a really cool, huge group of Chiefs fans already in Arizona, of course, right? Chiefs fans, Chiefs kingdom is, is vast. It's all over the country, if not the world. And uh, we are going to be on Wednesday night going to a big Chiefs fan meetup for Arizona Chiefs fans. That's a lot, a lot of people yeah. that used to live in the Kansas City area that moved out uh, to the Valley. And so we'll be at uh, a place called Pub Rock Live on, on Wednesday night out there in Arizona. And it is a, a venue that they watch all their Chiefs games, like huge watch parties throughout the regular season. So they're really fired up. We're excited that we'll be out there on, on Wednesday night. Meeting some, some people that listen on the Odyssey app. Some of you might be listening right now. So we'll be out there. We're excited uh, to head out to the, to the Valley, man. We already talked to Gary in Knoxville and somewhere in Knoxville. Washington State. So clearly... Lots of people who listen on the app and also enjoy the fact that we're celebrating Missouri's legalization of marijuana today. That's right. So occasionally, we have no promises, but occasionally through the show, we're taking phone calls. 913-586-7610. But you have to be high. That's That's my requirement. That is the requirement. Mm -hmm. Yep. Plain and simple. If you're not that, don't even bother calling into the show. Wow. You know what? Unless you're Gary from Knoxville, who is very sweet, and he's welcome back on the show whenever. Absolutely. Appreciate it, Gary. So the Chiefs, they get a win in the Super Bowl, let's say. All concerns just just gone about this offense forever? Yep. I know that sounds (laughs) simple, but what questions remain? So, I mean, I guess if you just like disaster scenario, you're like, but what if he had no wide receivers and no offensive line? And it's like, come on, those things aren't plausible. As long as Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, this team is winning 12-plus games, and they're going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl every single year. He has clearly separated himself from the rest of the class just by going to the Super Bowl. Gold, if he wins it, if he wins two Super Bowls out of his first three, goes to three Super Bowls out of his first four years, you know, in the last four years, goes to overtime in the other two, like we mentioned yesterday. Okay, so now he's clearly separated himself, and he had to do it shorthanded this year. He was the one who was who was down. The Cincinnati Bengals still got to have their high-priced running back, who they probably aren't going to have anymore after this season based on what's taking place with him legally and the fact his that he's $12 claim. million dollars and nobody's yeah, ever going to pay a it, running back that. Yeah, his agent claims the charges are going to get dropped today. We'll see if that happens. I'm sure his agent does claim that. Uh, uh, maybe a payout him. to the person who has filed the charges. Now you're, alleg- now you're alleging that. Oof. Yeah. I th- well, oh, you know what? You know what? You're right, though. Joe Mixon doesn't have any history of violence towards other people. I don't think ever. Not even once. Innocent until proven <laughs> guilty yeah, in this country, Cody. Automatically. No, I'm just saying, like, do you want to go live in a different country? <laughs> Whether you're assumed guilty, you can do that. You're free to do that. You're free to leave. No, go ahead, go. No, I'm, go. I'm leave good. this country right now. Don't come to the Super Bowl with it us. So go to North long. Korea. Actually, if I come to the Super Bowl with you, it's actually it yeah, you closer to, to another country. Yeah, you can go to Mexico. <laughs> so, could, yeah, yeah, stay there. Are, is that, oh, yeah, actually, are you going closer. to? Are you going to try to cross the border while you're in Arizona, from Arizona? You're try to cross you gonna, the border. Yeah, you're going to try yeah. and like mule any drugs to Mexico. I. To Mexico. They'll, yeah, they'll never see it coming. They'll never see it coming. They're going to be looking for this everybody coming the other way. bringing drugs into Mexico. This <laughs> yeah. moron. Yeah, take some edibles over there. Oh, jeez. Uh, anyway. Um, no, but I just think that, that, you know, they had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Like, they could afford to pay their entire team. They could go out and sign guys like Trey Higgins. They could sign whoever they want, right? They could do that. They had every advantage. Well, everyone is going to pay their quarterback. 
No more Von Miller deals in the offseason for you, Buffalo. No more having three you know, Pro Bowl caliber wide receivers on the roster. And in the year that you had that advantage against Kansas City, you still lost to them. Like you did. It's just the reality of your situation. And Mahomes, absent Tyreek Hill, led the league in passing yardage, led the league in touchdowns, had the same yeah. number of interceptions, right? That number didn't move. Had a high completion percentage. I don't know. I'm done. I'm done worried about like whatever chapter comes next. Anybody can leave at this point, and I assume they're going to be great. Yeah, the only time that I, I will I will question it again is going to be whenever that day comes that Mahomes does not have the same structure in place in terms of his head coach and his general manager. And that might be three years from now. That could be seven years from now. Nobody really knows. It depends on how long Andy is able to continue coaching. We all know he's throughout his career adapted as well as anybody. You know, we think about offensive-minded coaches and, and how versatile they've been. Nobody's been more versatile than Andy Reid. Usually the young we think of young innovative minds in the league. Well, Andy's been as innovative as anybody, yeah. and obviously he's not one of the young coaches in the league. And so the only time that I would ever really question is, what, is it, what, what does it look like when it's Mahomes and his head coaches, whoever? You know, I don't know, if it's Matt Nagy, you probably feel even more comfortable. But if it's, yeah. if it's somebody else down the road that comes from outside the organization, if it's set up. I don't care. Up, Mahomes that, at that's that point, part, by the time it comes around, he'll be so established, we're good here. It's not about, it's not about Mahomes, like does he, can, he, can he run an offense? That's not, it is about the relationship part. Because we've seen in sports, relationships are very important. If all of a sudden the head coach and uh, the next head coach and Mahomes aren't on the same page or the, the general manager and the head coach aren't on the same page. Right now, the Chiefs have the best run organization from the front office down currently because they're all in sync. Everybody truly is on the same page. Heck, even Eric Bieniemy and Matt Nagy really like working together. And those are two guys that, that obviously both would like to be head coaches at, again for Nagy and for the first time if you're Eric Bieniemy and, and that setup like that for some places that could have been an awkward setup having Matt Nagy come back uh, and be with Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid, but not in Kansas City. So that would be the only time that I, I would be concerned. If you, you fast forwarded five years from now and you told me that Andy wasn't the head coach, I'd say, OK, I need to make sure, see how that relationship works with with the new head coach. But until then, yeah, Cody, you're th- this thing is a smooth ship sailing forward for the next five years. You know, it's weird because like I was trying to go through and think about the elite quarterbacks and when they had to change coaches, Tom Brady didn't have to do it until he's in his forties. So I mean, long established yeah. by then. Yeah. So I can't really factor in any kind of decision on that. Okay. So then you get, all right, let's go to, let's go to Peyton Manning, right? He had to change a couple times. He started with Mora, right? That was his, his lead guy. Then he went to Dungey and it got better. Then he's with Caldwell for a few years. They went to a Super Bowl. Like, so, I mean, they went to a Super Bowl with Dungey. They went to a Super Bowl with Caldwell. He went to Denver and he went to another Super Bowl. So it's like he had three different head coaches he went to a Super Bowl with. Like Tom Brady went with the only two he went with. I mean, look what's happened a little bit in Green Bay. That's the recent example where it's like Aaron Rodgers, everybody thinks he's going to get traded and like the general manager and him don't get along. That's the kind of stuff, but that's yeah, way but down you know the what? road. I feel like Rodgers is a problem child, though. To me, there's like a big difference between Mahomes and Rodgers. Rodgers seems like it's worked. Peyton Manning wasn't a problem, right? He was going to tell you what he liked. You guys were going to work through those things. You were going to solve those things, and it was going to be good. Doesn't seem like Rodgers to me. It's like obviously it's not falling nearly yeah, as hard times as Russell Wilson. But. I'm with you. Like I don't. I don't. Here's they're they're both kind of saying different things. I think like the yeah. the prediction. I'm with you. Where it's like I don't think it'll be a problem. But I can't just tell you for sure. Like, did you think five years in Aaron Rodgers' career that he would just never be like that? That he was going to be a pain in the ass? No, but but here's the thing. Uh, Mahomes has separated himself from Rodgers too. He is he's better. Like, he's better than Rodgers was at that time. He's better now. Like, to me, it's like, 
as much as we talk about like he separated himself from like Burrow and Herbert, he has separated himself from guys like Rodgers too. He's in a he's yeah, in a different. I'm not, I'm not talking about grouping. playing a bit. Like I guess that's where we're like different. Like, I'm not talking about do I think Mahomes is going to suddenly suck with the no, new head coach? No, I know that you just I'm mean like does about, it like, work with the new does, head coach? Yeah. Is it like we all assume that it, and we all hoped you know that Mahomes is going to finish his career in Kansas City, like but. I'm just saying, you're asking, when would I ever be concerned again? I would be the only time. Coach or Kelsey. That's it. Coach Kelsey or new general manager. That'd be the only time I would worry about the relationship part of it. You not, know what's not weird, though? Mahomes can win games. He you very well be the GM the entire time Mahomes is here. You barely, you don't need to worry about that. You know what's weird, though, is that. I told you, 2035, I think. We joked after the first Super Bowl. I go over now. <laughs> I don't think anybody yeah. really links Peyton Manning to a coach. Like, yeah, he had Tony Dungy, but there was no concern about what he would look like with a new coach. Because at that point in his career he had been playing at such an extraordinarily high level that we thought of him. I remember at the time we thought of him like, well, he, he is the offense. Peyton Manning mm-hmm. is the offensive coordinator. Mahomes is still in year five of being the starter. I wonder how we'll talk about him five years from now. In terms of the control that he has over the offense, the control that he has over play calling, the control that he has over uh, roster construction and who's playing and who's not. Depends on if it's Reed and Veach. If it's those two, right, we'll and probably I'm not even, have the same conversation. And I'm not even guessing or, or trying to suppose that, that we know what that answer will be. But if in five years from now, Mahomes has a decade of playing at an MVP level and a Hall of Fame level under his belt, those concerns probably dissipate a bit, right? About uh, Reed's future and what he'll look like once Reed does step away and he's with a new offensive mind. I just feel like, yeah, but like, because I think Andy Reid's got five, six, seven, upwards of ten years left coaching his team. Woo, I said, I said that's on yeah. the high end, right? Yeah, I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. I wouldn't predict that number. That's on the high end. What, but what, what, like, if we all three were to truly guess, like, what's give me just the exact year? I, I would say five, uh, seven. Okay, Nick, what do you? What would you say? Like, again, we don't know health and all that. That stuff that yeah, uh, I'd say four. He's sixty. Four or five. You know, age wise, ten's not crazy, but it's just we just don't know. Like. Uh, how everybody uh, approaches things. He's 64 right now. We've brought up Belichick is obviously what 70, I think. And Pete Carroll who Pete Carroll just looks still like the energy that guy has is unbelievable. It's a grind. But then I, but then like he is 71. He loves it. He's the kind of guy where it's like, I don't think he would have it any other way. And I don't know what Mm -hmm. else he'll do. Like I Mm -hmm. just like with anybody's parents, when you you hear people talking about their parents all the time, like, I don't know what they're going to do when they retire. They don't really have any other hobbies. I think they're going to get bored really quick. All of those things apply to Andy Reid. Like this is it. Sure. I think it seems like to me, I just think about like guys who are as highly competitive as Andy Reid. He's worked his whole life for this. He's out there rocking that like misspelled Reid jersey and a punt pass and kick contest. This is his life. And then he happens to end up on the team with the most talented quarterback in NFL history. And he's going to be like, you know what? Four more years. That sounds good. I don't think so, man. I think when he starts getting through it, if he starts rattling these things, expect, you know what? Honestly, I think people think like, well, if he wins more, he'll be more, more likely to retire. Opposite. I think the more he wins, the longer he stays. He gets one this year and gets to two, two years, gets to three. The more he's going to be like, you know what? Let me find about how many of these I can get. Like maybe, you know, there might be a real number I can like start stacking up here. He's going to remember watching like Chuck Knoll when he was a kid and be like, I'll get to four. I'll get to five. He'll start chasing history. He talks about how big the NFL Hall of Fame is to him. I, you know, I, I feel like he's just going to get a hunger for it if he gets more Super Bowls. I think it's more likely he's gone if they struggle in these games. I, yeah, I mean, I just think if he's physically able to coach for another eight years, he'll coach, coach for another eight, eight years. Like, that's, I mean. Yeah, years just come down to yeah. will he be healthy enough? Yeah, yeah. like, but mindset-wise, I'm with both of you. Like, why? You also have a guy that might end up being the best or the second-best quarterback ever. So, 
of course you want to continue to attach yourself. I to probably that want guy. to keep like, coaching him. Want to do that as long as long as possible. Thinking of guys that I think now are, are locked in as long as they want to Kansas City. Steve Spagnolo. Like, it's amazing how quickly things shift. I know he's been. But there's still going to be some fans that hate hearing course, you say that. Of course. Of course. I, yeah, you're correct, I think, on that, too. Like, that was also, as much as it was Chris Jones' finest moment, that was one of the finest moments of Spags's career on, on Sunday. They held down that off Against Cincinnati. You know, it, yes, it, it's frustrating that it took them to a fourth matchup. I get it. Um, but they adjusted. They found a different plan that worked even from the regular season matchup to the postseason, And there are times where it's, it's warranted, of course, to be critical of Steve Spagnuolo, but I, I still will maintain time and time again. A lot of times I still felt like last year uh, on the defense and this year in the regular season, the scheme to me was not necessarily always the problem. It was the guys last year missed tackles. Were they not, were they not able to make the play sure. that he had them in position to make? I felt like that happened a lot. And then in turn, people are critical of Spags. I think this year, as the season has gone on, they've become a better tackling team. That has helped. I mean, a, Especially a, a, last a month. specific example of that is in the Week 13 game, they couldn't tackle Jamar Chase on the quick pass out for, you know, that was should have been three yards, became 10. First play of this game, Trent McDuffie, who's going to talk, by the way, in blocker. about 15 minutes yeah. or so. Yeah, he, he, he was able to shed a blocker and come up with a, you know, an ankle tackle, really solid tackle. Just kind of set the tone for the game a little bit. Like, this is going to be different. So I think Spags is in his category, especially if he gets a second ring with this organization as a defensive coordinator. I, I know that it's he's an easy target because they've never been a they've never been a dominant defense. You know, if you even go back to the Bob Sutton years, he had some defenses that points per game. He had three defenses that points per game ranked in the top five, and people still buried him. Well, they, they, those offenses weren't putting up thirty or a deep. game. <laughs> no, you kind of needed to be a lead on defense back in those days. Yeah, you did. You did, but that's the other part of it. The reason why Spags is the easy target is because on aggregate, in the time he's been the defensive coordinator in Kansas City, the Chiefs have had the number one offense. They've been somewhere in the top three all four years he's been the defensive coordinator. So honestly, Spags' job every year is to not let this thing fall apart. And in the Super Bowl year, they absolutely peaked at the right time. If they win the Super Bowl again this year, they will have also peaked at the right time again. Mm -hmm. They were a problem. They had some issues. Uh, earlier this year, certainly some tackling issues. He was working with 700 rookies across the board, having to try to get those guys ready. And then in an AFC title game against a team they had lost three times in a row, every single rookie played and made a meaningful, impactful play for them. Trent McDuffie played great. Williams and Watson, George Karloftis. It didn't matter. They all played and made contributions to their win. And I think that that Spags deserves a lot of credit for that. Also, that's the part of it, the game plan, that we're not giving credit to Spags. They openly admitted that in the first game against Cincinnati, they left Chris Jones at one part of the line to not show them anything and then moved him around a million ways in the other way. That's a Spags thing. That's his job. His job is to find schematic advantages. Yeah, he found and- a massive one, and Chris Jones had his best game at the moment. They needed it the most, partially because he was put into position to. You know why he was put in position? Because they had a scheme in the last game that, yeah, they lost that game. But they ended up, it didn't matter because they won the AFC title game. Yeah, him and, and Joe Colon, I know it's a positional coach, but man, Chris Jones continues to praise him whenever he can as well. And what, what Joe, Colon, Joe Colon has brought uh, to the, the defensive line, like clearly a little bit different mindset, yeah. a different approach, and it's paid off in a, in a huge, huge way uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs and, and this defense. Can we, we cancel it? Can we cancel all 
conversations moving forward about Steve Spagnuolo? I'm I mean, comfortable I, with that. Including totally. next year. If next so year I, if somebody says something, we bring this conversation back up. Well, so look, it doesn't mean you're immune from criticism, but it also means like anybody saying that like he should be fired or he but doesn't know what he's doing, him, that stuff is ridiculous. And, it's, and it happens a lot, Gold. We see it all every... Oh, constantly. Like every two weeks. Yeah. Oh, it's, we, Nick, if they lose the Super Bowl and Jalen Hurts throws for three touchdowns, who do you think they're going to blame? Of course. Yeah, I mean, so Which I, is I, funny I because it. this year it. they ranked 16th in points allowed per game. That's the worst in Spag's career. And we know <laughs> about the, the turnover problem, right? The Chiefs yeah. ranked, I think, middle of the pack in takeaways, the worst that we've ever seen. And they're a really bad red zone defense. In the Mahomes era. So that's just what is so puzzling to me is that they've never been a liability. That's all we've been asking, like you said. Don't let the the train come off the tracks. He's never done it. But yet the second an opposing team goes on a first drive touchdown or first drive, you know, drive of the game, yeah. scores points. We say, oh, there's Spags again. Why is he still here? Why haven't they fired him yet? Yeah, it's crazy. It, it, I mean, I could guess that's just part of probably in any market, any any fandom, right? People, we need you know, something yeah. to I mean, point our finger at. Look, I, mean, I mean, who I mean, else? Who else would you? I mean, who else are the, the target of the Chiefs ire at the moment? Well, well, there's so no Carl, Dan Sorensen anymore. Carl, I mean, Anthony Hitchens it's, isn't on the roster. It's Carl Cheffers. Carl Cheffers um, didn't even play for the team. <laughs> that's how desperate we are to blame people. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You know who I've seen this. who's been catching some of the heat lately? Okay. Nick Bolton. Nick Bolton seems to be a target of uh, a social wonder, media um, target of him because not, he's miss because you know, that's I don't know. a Twitter thing. Joe Burrow like juked him once. Yeah, that's so one. Yeah, it's the social media thing, but also I and I'm not def- like defending him here, but I, last week remember he was on the injury report with an ankle yeah. injury. You wonder yeah. how that's impacting. We also used to, you know, we used to mention McColl a lot more. We hadn't played half this year. That's he used to be a, a pretty regular target for Chiefs fans as well. Well, I mean, think about throughout the entire season if we're making that. Like Sky Moore for a while. Uh, Butker's been on that list this year. We've, it's been a moving target this uh, year. Also, we haven't had one enemy. There was somebody at this station in 2018 when Mahomes threw for 5,000 yards, won the MVP, had one of the greatest seasons ever. There was somebody at this station who was critical that Sammy Watkins wasn't doing enough. Like, well, they're the number one offense by every metric. He's going to win the MVP by a mile, but we're going to be so, critical that one guy's not for, kicking into that bucket enough. From the 913-913-586-7610, the, the text line is that at this point, it's just good luck to complain about Spags. So people are like, hey, it's just good luck. <laughs> it Damn works. it, Spags. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Hey, okay. People are superstitious, clearly. Let him in on the joke, and then it's all fine, right? Just let him know that, sorry, that we have to keep complaining about he you. He strikes me as the type of guy who probably, not probably, there is no way Spags cares what anyone <laughs> thinks in like the best way, not oh. like in an arrogant way. Just like, no, I don't like care. a very, yeah. Like a, am very comfortable with who I am way. Right. Like he just sits back and he sits at home. So I'd be like, Hey man, someone was saying something kind of mean to me. Like, I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. All right. Coming up next, we're heading out to Arrowhead. We're going to hear from Patrick Mahomes. Also Trent McDuffie right here on 610 sports radio. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.